This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. I heard they don't promote hookers anymore. Oh, they just moved it to the dating section. (laughs) (laughs) Is that where you find your hookers now? No, dude, the nasty girls are on back pages. You have to sign up for a service if you want a good one. We, no, as a species, no, yes. no, putting penis, penis and real vagina versus robot vagina is a lot more complicated than just how we communicate. Somebody has to fucking walk through the desert, dehydrated as fuck, <laughs> doesn't have a place to live, and they're really qualified to take your job, well then fuck you. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Okay, so I'll admit that I thought I lived a really normal life for most of my life. I thought everybody got up impossibly early on a Sunday, went to church, you know, made it there early for Sunday school, then went to the actual church service, stayed till 12 or 1, then went out to lunch with the people from the church, and then a couple hours later after your parents had taken a huge nap, you'd sacrifice the rest of your Sunday to be in church for the rest of the night and get home by 8.30 or 9 just in time to go to bed. And I thought everybody lived this life. I thought everybody went to church on Wednesday and studied the Bible on Thursday. And over the years, I would ask my friends, you know, hey, what was church like for you guys? And eventually, roughly around 10 or 11 years old, a few of my friends would start looking at me and going, uh, my family doesn't go to church, man. We, we haven't been to church in years. And I started realizing that maybe this world that I had been presented where mom and dad were looking over my shoulder and wanting to find out what kind of music I was into and what kind of television shows we were watching and what kind of movies we were watching, maybe that wasn't it. And one of the first people who helped to lead me out of thinking that that was the only world there was, was my cousin Phil. See, when I was a little kid, we lived in this little compound where I had, my mom and dad had a house on the corner, my grandmother and grandfather had a house in the middle, and then my grandmother's sister, who was my great aunt, had a house on the other side of them. And they had a son who was four years older than me named Phil. Now, Phil, for the most part, when I was around, I was treated as similar to the way you always would treat a kid who was four years younger than you when you're 14, 15 years old. I don't want to babysit, I don't want to be a part of him, I don't really want him around. But I would always try to hang out with Phil because Phil was always doing something cool. He was the first guy in my neighborhood to have an Atari 2600. And I remember going over there and hanging out in the living room back when a video game system was not supposed to be in your room. It was supposed to be in the living room and playing Donkey Kong till all hours of the night. I remember walking across his living room trying to go get some tea out of the kitchen because his mom was calling me and him saying, stop, stop, stop. You got to watch this. And it was the video from Metallica's One. And I remember listening to the music and feeling that band like it was some big monster that was coming to take my innocence from me and feeling it and feeling scared and electrified at the exact same time because I was just so into this music. Everything this dude Phil did, I wanted to do because in my life, him being four years older than me, he had lived a life of excitement and adventure and I wanted to be a part of that life. So for the most part, Phil would be really cool when I was around, except for when my cousin Greg would come around. See, I was four years younger than Phil, Greg was only two years younger than Phil, and Greg and Phil had a lot more in common than I did, and suddenly I became the third wheel. I was always really cool with Greg and really cool with Phil, unless they were both together, and then suddenly I was the third wheel. Well, one day we're all hanging out, and Phil says, I got an idea. I talked to your parents about this. They're okay with it. 
we're going to do something that's going to be awesome. Come with me to my backyard, guys. So Greg and me all walk to his backyard and Greg says, here, put your arms out. Help me carry some of this lumber. And I notice Greg starts grabbing up a saw, starts grabbing a hammer, a tape measure, a level, all that sort of stuff. And I notice Phil throws a, a ladder over his shoulder and he says, let's go. And we start walking towards my house. Now, anytime the two of these guys were together, I was always the third wheel. But I looked at Phil as this kind of messiah of this life that didn't have to do with just church. Anything he said, I wanted to do because I wanted to hang out with this guy. I wanted to be cool. This is the guy who showed me Quiet Riot. This is the guy who showed me Slayer. This is the guy who showed me Twisted Sister. This guy was cool. Whatever he said, I was going to do. So when he says, grab up some lumber, let's walk towards your yard. I was like, sure, let's walk towards my yard. So we're walking up the hill and I start putting together the context clues in my head going, wait a minute, we got wood, we've got saws, we've got a tape measure, we're building a clubhouse in my yard so these guys can come over and hang out all the damn time. That's obviously what's going on here. These guys think I'm so cool, they're going to want to hang out with me all the time. And we get to the tree where Phil has already picked out his spot and says, this is perfect. And I notice him look up and squint through the June sun looking up into the uh, sky and goes, this tree right here, this is the one, this is perfect. And I'm thinking, okay, so we're going to anchor the clubhouse to the tree and then we'll build around it. But I mean, we're going to need some more lumber if we're going to try and build like a roof and shit like that. And I'm starting to think all this stuff in my head when I noticed that Phil has taken one of the two by fours that we brought with us that looked to be about two feet wide and starts hammering it into a tree. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is where he's going to start putting the tree house or the clubhouse, I guess, next to the tree. And then he does one another foot and a half or so up, another small two by four. And now he grabs the ladder and starts putting boards across, building what appears to be a ladder up this tree. And now a few minutes later, he's climbing up, having Greg hand him two by fours as they're both going up the ladder and slowly building a ladder up there. Now he gets to the very top and he's like, Shane, I'm going to need your help with this. He said, throw me that rope. We're going to lift some two by fours up here. And I'm like, okay, cool. So you guys are going to lift some two by fours up there. And then I'm going to get up there and hang out with you guys. Right. And he's like, no, 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 man, we're going to need you on the ground right there, lifting up two by fours to us. So I'm, you know, doing a, doing my good job. I'm helping him lift two by fours up into the tree house and stuff like that. And I notice him and Greg are kind of laughing. They're way far up in the tree and they're kind of laughing up there. And I'm like, what, what's so funny guys? I, I want to come up there and hang out with you guys. And, and Phil looks over and goes, nah, man, I don't, I don't think it'll support all three of us up here. I think it's only good for two people. We, we really only need two people up here right now. And I start to get kind of upset. This is my fucking yard. These guys are not going to come into my yard and push me around and tell me that they are going to build something and I can't be involved in it. I'm like, you guys need to let me come up there or I'm going to tell my dad. And I hear Phil scream down from the top of the tree. I talked to your dad about it, Shane, and he doesn't want you up in this tree. So I walk away crushed. The cool guy, the guy who had showed me Metallica the very first time I had ever seen them play live on television in front of my eyes. The very first time I'd ever seen the Metallica video was with this guy. And that guy, the guy who was the epitome of cool in my mind, had just basically told me to fuck off. Now, I left that day, walked away, didn't want to hang out. I went to my grandmother's house and sulked. I got a popsicle and everything was fine. And I walked away that day thinking that my dad had told Phil to not let me come up there. Later on, Phil would joke with me and be like, no, nah, man, that's way too far up in the sky for you. Don't worry about it. And I didn't go to my dad about it because I was like, you know what? That sounds like something dad would do. Dad would probably not want me climbing trees that far up or anything like that. But today I talked to my mom and I asked her about it. I said, hey, did you and dad ever tell Phil that I couldn't climb a tree in our yard while they were building a tree house in it? And she looks at me and goes, 
why in the world would I ever tell somebody you couldn't climb in one of the trees on our property, Shane? No, I would never do that. And I realized that no, my dad wasn't trying to save me from falling out of a tree or anything like that. Phil was just a dick, basically, and didn't want me to hang out with those guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at anowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And you can find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. And we're also on Twitter with the hashtag Pottern Family. It's a family of podcasters who come together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass podcasts, and basically create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Pottern Family, you're going to find our show as well as the weekly top six, the X-Squad pod and the yes but why podcast and this week on episode 114 nearly dead robot hookers we're going to talk about near-death experiences we're going to talk about robot hookers and the fact that kenny is probably going to join up with the machines so check it out we'll be right back Nothing. I don't have a separate endorsement deal or anything. Amazon Prime. So have you been negotiating with Amazon Prime behind my back again? No, of course not. But if I was, there would be some service on Amazon Prime that could help you do so. To negotiate with Amazon? There'd be a service on Amazon? No, to, to do stuff behind people's back. There's a service with Amazon to help you do stuff behind... Mm-hmm. It's called Sneaky Amazon Prime. <laughs> It's very sneaky. <laughs> it's the deep web. <laughs> it's the deep Amazon. <laughs> Sponsored by Sneaky Amazon Prime. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to talk to you about, I was actually listening to a TED Talk the other day about screen time. <laughs> Your life's just full of excitement. <laughs> I was listening to TED Talks all the time. No, dude, I was on the way home and I was like, well, what's going on on TED? Uh-huh. Um, what was it about again? It was about screen time. It's, like, it's about exactly what you're doing right now. We're engaged in a conversation talking about something for the podcast, and you are so divided when it comes to your attention that you have to look at your phone. I'm and not see looking at my phone. There. It's got the back of it to me, actually. I'm just holding it so in case it vibrates. It doesn't vibrate on the table and make a bunch of noise. Why don't you turn it off then? I don't want to turn it off because you take a long time during the segments. Y'all don't know. It's annoying. They probably know, like, the segments are about 15 to 20 minutes long every there's time. there's, like, 10 minutes in between them where he's got to, like, save shit and, like, look at his computer. And I'm supposed to just sit here like a fucking robot and just go on to power saving mode or something. God forbid I'll look at my phone while he's doing all that. You know, I honestly would, would rejoice if I could turn you into, like, power saving mode for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a device. So. If I could power your ass down for, like, ten minutes, yeah. get everything saved and move on to the next bit and just power you back up power and be like, and auto funny. And just go with auto funny. I think that'd be great. But the whole thing. You'd probably about, break it. <laughs> I wouldn't break it. I'd probably very, fuck up the setting somehow. I'd be like, I don't know what's wrong with it. We're great. Yeah, my eye candy isn't working right. <laughs> if you guys can get my eye candy replaced. You're going to take it to the Apple store. Can I get a genius to help me out with this? Um, but the whole thing that the TED Talk talked about is how screens are changing our lives. And it's it's something that I've really, really been thinking about recently. It's like now everything you need is right there in your hands. When you were a little kid. Not everything. 
well, most things that you need are right in your hands. If you need food, you can order it from an app on your phone. If you need dry cleaning, there's a company that'll come out and pick your fucking clothes up. But and none of that's in your hand. That all has to be delivered, and it all involves like cars. No, it's in your if hand. It could, to be able like, to if get it could like, if it could 3D replicate, replicate f- clean clothes, that would be in your hand. That's easy for you to say. Not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you could 3D replicate food, that would be in your hand. But the ability <laughs> to make that happen, the ability no, to make just, food materialize. No, no, it's just a communication device. It's not really different than the it was 20 years to, ago. It is exactly It just looks a lot flashier. Really? Because you can now look at the pizza before you actually have to cut. You don't have to talk to anybody. That's all that's different. 20 years ago, you could pick your ass up with a phone and go, hey, bring me a pizza. And they would magically bring you a pizza. But that's what I'm getting at, is the more and more shit that we allow our screens to do for us, the more and more people are starting to fucking disappear from the equation. Like the screen has well, that's taken. Well, because people are stupid, and they get the fucking way. <laughs> I don't. I think that I I will wait in line for an automated checkout thing at Kroger before I will get into an empty line and have to talk to a teller. Fuck this teller. I don't want to talk to a cashier. I don't want them to ask how my day is. I want to pay for my shit and leave. So you would rather not have to deal with a person, and you understand that there there are repercussions for for doing shit like that. Like those people lose their jobs when people don't go to an actual register. Well, you should probably go to school and learn how to do something more important than scanning barcodes all day. <laughs> I mean, it goes back to the whole: if you're upset about immigrants stealing your jobs, maybe you should have a decent job so immigrants can't steal it. <laughs> Somebody has to fucking walk through the desert, dehydrated as fuck, <laughs> doesn't have a place to live, and they're really qualified. To take your job well then fuck you <laughs> you fucking idiot you should have some more skills you fucking asshole <laughs> it's like yeah we got a friend who's very anti-immigration and I'm like your job is very complicated immigrants don't do your job <laughs> if they do they probably deserve it because they've been fucking studying for a little while to actually get there okay so if an immigrant comes and takes your job it's goddamn, better than you all these goddamn Norwegians stealing all the good brain surgeon jobs <laughs> yeah, you don't hear that you know, there are a lot of people from London that steal the insurance jobs, and we I've been a part of protests about it. It's, <laughs> the, the London English. immigrants, um, the British immigrants have definitely taken our jobs, and it's well, it's definitely I'd, like I'd rather get insurance from somebody that has an accent. I'm not going to lie. I could use an accent if I needed to. I don't want to hear your fake accent. That's not you don't know that about. it's fake, though. If you're on the phone with me, you'd have no idea that my accent is fake. I'm pretty sure fake. I would. You'd probably go back and forth between northern and southern English accents, and it'd be really annoying. You probably pop in Cockney every now and then and be like, "Wait a minute! You were just, you were just, you were just prompt and proper a minute ago. Now you're all talking Cockney and shit." You don't. It's Cockney number one. Number two, you don't it's even know Cockney. Cockney, that's right. Not Cockney. Cockney is something that uh, Cockney is like what the, the South Snuggle Bear, <laughs> the Snuggle Bear. He's all Cockney. Cockney is like what the economy was based off of during slavery. I mean, that's it's the Cockney region. That was my bad, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the reason I bring up the whole screen time thing is because I personally believe that screens have taken a lot of the ability to communicate away from us, but at the same time, maybe it's made us better at communication because now you can look at something on the internet and see something and like call somebody up and say, yeah, cool, let's have a conversation about it, or you can completely ignore it. Now you have the ability to make split-second decisions about what you want to be involved in. I think in it's just easier. I don't think it's changed anything. I think things have just are a little bit more streamlined. You don't think dating has changed at all since Now I can online. tell if you're annoying before I have to commit. That's the only difference. I think that's the difference, though, is like back in Just the day, like, people found people. Now they I don't have to listen to the answering machine to see if I want to talk to you. I can go ahead and hit the red button. I mean, it's just faster. It's nothing really changed. No, there's no like insidious personality changes happening. We're just, it's more convenient. That's it. 
How many times do you hit the red button on me when I call? I just want, I'm curious. I hit the red button on almost everybody. (laughs) I don't really like talking on the phone. You are full of shit, dude. You call me all the time on the way home and are like, hey, dude, let's talk. Because you get bored as fuck in your car. We can check the call logs. I bet it's a lot more majority of you calling me. Honestly, I don't really call you that often. You usually call me Uh and want to chat. Sure. Yeah, a little chatty Cathy over here and shit like that. Apparently, there's some magic going on. <laughs> well, the reason Change I brought up reality. The, the, the original reason I brought up the whole screen thing is because I personally believe it's kind of eroding the way that we talk to people and shit like that. I think it's created a whole bunch of kids that now Good. have no idea how to talk to each other. Good. Um, Talking we, causes problems. No, I think communication actually has been one of the, the base things that we need to actually have, you know, real conversation with each other. That's because you like to talk. The, we're on a fucking podcast. Both of us like to talk, obviously. Nah. Nah. You don't, you don't like to talk. I mean, I talk because I'm good at it, but I mean, <laughs> it's, well, it's or- a gift to the people, really. <laughs> The original reason I brought this up is because in Barcelona, they actually just opened up a brothel completely made up of sex robots. That's, what's that got to do with communicates? There's a whole different wall we're bridging there. No, it actually follows the same logic as we've, we, no, as a species. No, yes. no, putting penis, penis and real vagina versus robot vagina is a lot more complicated than just how we communicate. There's a line that it's not like this is a robot relationship therapist. This is a robot vagina. It's a fucking difference. I believe personally that that the ability for us to communicate with other people has been eroded by and the who whole cleans technology. the robot vagina. That's an that's an immigrant job right there. Fucking well, hey, you, you, making chickens bad enough, but fucking hey, cleaning out spooge out of the robot well, vagina. You have to wear a condom. Is one of the rules that they actually stated in there. Oh, and who's going to enforce that? The robot. <laughs> you don't know what the robots like nipples like <laughs> drop off and suddenly like two little laser beams are there. Like term- like- it goes Terminator on you because you didn't wear a rubber. <laughs> you do not have a condom on. <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> well, the ones they have in there are like supposedly you have to go ahead and request like what race, what outfit, the robots, <laughs> and what position you want. Non-robot. Be my race. Alive. <laughs> person <laughs> but if you're one of these people who's had the ability to communicate warped by the technology that we have over time <laughs> you don't have the ability to go so out and find it this is so beyond the communication no it's not dude like there's so many dudes that go out to bars and have you don't no have to idea. be able to communicate to hire a hooker that's a real person that's what they that's why you're paying her <laughs> there's an app for that um it's called back page <laughs> i heard they don't promote hookers anymore oh, they just moved it to thing. the dating section <laughs> Is that where you find your hookers now? Is in the no, dude, section? the nasty girls are on back pages. You have to sign up for a service if you want a good one. What like, kind of service? Do you have one any, where they get you background checked and shit? Do you have any recommendations for the listeners? Dude, you don't know. You're so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid because I don't know. Google searching. What am I? Your fucking search engine? Um, so you wouldn't BrittanyMadison.com. Everybody's heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't go to an actual robot hooker i wouldn't do any of this because those ones the good hookers are really expensive and they're out of my price range well for and the, the bad hookers are gross so well, for the robot hookers it's only 127 i'm not fucking a hour. robot i got <laughs> this is just weird why wouldn't you have sex with a robot kenny i mean it's it's it feels the same according a, to the, the article it has the same feel they have the same uh warmth as a human they're uh, they're nope. 
<laughs> they are programmed to respond to you in nope. the ways. There's actually a new brothel that's getting ready to start up where the robots are going to have a choice of 12 personality settings from shy all the way to witty. And they'll be able to actually banter back and forth with you and have a conversation with you. Uh-huh. So you wouldn't be interested in having no. sex with a robot that can have an actual conversation. What if here's no, the I'll be honest with you, maybe I'm not the average guy. To me, the chase is usually a lot more fun than the than the than the capture. I one hundred and fifty percent agree with you, but we're not talking about guys like you and I. You've got I mean, the single game going, which you I guess talk if about, you're somebody I, don't know. I guess if you're like somebody who has to go to a hooker because you can't have any other choice, maybe it's a little cleaner than a living hooker, but I guess it wouldn't be much different than that. Well, here's the thing, though. It's is not it, like the hookers are like, yeah. ooh, you're a big catch. <laughs> well, let's take it one step further, though, because now you've got robots that you can have sex with. Real feel robots. And I've read stories about these. And I'm like, dude, one day these things are going to be marching against us. These in the Boston Dynamics robots are going to be marching against us. Have you ever seen like a us. robot like doing robot stuff? Is, like doing a plotting or you ever seen a robot that's made to like, you know, hand things over? <laughs> seen a robot doing robot stuff? <laughs> You know what I mean? What you're going with? You ever seen a robot doing shit? I've seen robots. Does it look very elegant? <laughs> <laughs> it looks kind of choppy, like your dick's gonna get cut off. This is what it looks like to me. <laughs> so you're saying these sex robots that are specifically designed to be intimate with people? Who designed them? <laughs> Who specifically designed them? Apparently, these sex toys company. This is like the wave of the future, dude. Sex is going to Something change. Something tells me the top guys in robotics don't end up in the robot sex industry. That's <laughs> just my guess. My thought is one day the sex robots. I mean, robots, you probably got the, the NASA robot guys, car engineering robot guys, and then way at the bottom, like past automated trash service, <laughs> is robot sex. So, right, below, right below magician. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Magicians are probably the main customers. So you think that anybody who's doing a robot make my jizz disappear. Anybody who's doing a robot sex doll is obviously not very good at what they're doing. They're they're saying that this is going to be the next if wave. You are a robot designer. <laughs> if you made robots, where would you spend your time trying to build something for NASA? Okay, but go or back. building a sexy robot vagina. It depends, dude, because actually building something for NASA right now, it's kind of under fire. We, you know, like intelligence is under fire. If you can make money and sex sells. That's you're the Starling. Your son is okay with making sex robots. This is his goal. <laughs> I gave him the option of going to work for NASA, building cars, and he chose sex robots. I didn't choose sex Shame robots. Shame him. <laughs> Shame. Ding, ding. Um, I honestly to can make you a scarlet robot to wear on your shirt. Or a scarlet robot? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the, the scarlet robot. That's what this episode is going to be called. So it's a modernized classic. They're saying, honestly, that robots are going to replace a lot of things. Like the sex industry is going to be should. revolutionized. That one's not one of the things they should. I, but for that's certain, that's so what they're saying is going to happen. Totally. I'm tired of my order being fucked up. So you want robots to replace things at fast food. You're fine with robot police officers, which is one of the things that they're talking about going to, like robot enforcement units. <laughs> We're okay with regular dude police officers who shoot people all the time when they have a bad day. So, I mean, robots are neutral at least. But every single one of these is a sticky slope because suddenly now you've got people out of work. What do you do with all these people that don't have jobs because robots have taken See, over? I work in advertising and that's like all creative and – Robots can't be creative, so I'm saying I get that, and that's great. But at the same again, time, again, if you're stuck making hamburgers, maybe you should have studied harder in school, boo boo. 
But if you've had a career in law enforcement and suddenly we take over, I saw iRobot. Somebody's still got to, like, maintain the robots. But that's like six dudes for the the whole police force. No, it's not like six dudes. You have to have, like, the robot doing the dangerous stuff with the police with them to do the thinking. But they have robots with AI. That's what I'm I'm getting at. Even with AI, if it's a job as complicated as police work, you're still going to have a job. If you make hamburgers at Wendy's, you're probably going to be in trouble. Like people for the post office. Like the people who work at the post office and deliver mail. That's a job that's been around for fucking eons. As long as the post office has been around. That job is probably one day going to be – Exactly. The whole Amazon job. We'll get our mail faster. That's a good thing. Those people will have to find new work. There'll probably be new work created because of the speed of the delivery of the mail. What what new jobs are coming, though? That's what I'm saying is we're on a very, very slippery slope right now because of what's happening with robotics in this country. There's a hundred hookers, all the ones – Are you seriously over here being like Mr. Anti-Technology? No, no. I'm not anti-technology. Are you the Trump of technology? No. These damn robots are coming (laughs) – over here, gonna make America great again. Robots are taking everybody's jobs. Sad. They have a new robot that can build a house in one day. It's a concrete house, four rooms inside. One day. And that just killed the jobs for like 20 well, people. Well, I'm sorry that that killed their jobs. We shouldn't do things the slow, stupid way just because we need jobs for people. We need to figure out new jobs. Like what? What are your suggestions on new jobs, though? You can't just say new jobs and expect things to just Dude, There's all themselves. kind of programming jobs out there. There's all kind of goddamn skills like medicine that aren't going to be able to be replaced by robots. So you want to take insurance is not going to be able to be replaced by robots. It's the same sort of thing where there's a creative. No, because you have to you have to know how to be crooked. <laughs> Just like medicine and law. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but there, there's there's definitely a place where technology is going to take over. But everybody always says that you know these people will just have to find new jobs. So there's going to be all kind of jobs and robot maintenance and robot parts and robot. If there's that many robots, there's going to be a whole shit ton of maintenance. But at the same time, and you you're can train about, dummies to do that. You're talking about taking people who used to build houses, people who may not have very much education at all. They can their build job, robot shelters for the robots to go to at night. You don't think there'll be robots to build the robot shelters? Do I think maybe we should start training people for different kinds of jobs as it changes? Maybe that's good instead of saying, well, I'm going to do this because my daddy did it. Nope, you're not. Because <laughs> the robots are going to do that. You're going to learn how to do robot maintenance. So you're one of those people who's like sitting in their house going, I never saw this coming at all when all the robots turn on us one day. No, I'm going to be with the robots. (laughs) I'm going to be a cracker. (laughs) I'm going to be whipping the rest of you fucking slaves. (laughs) So you believe that you're going to be one of the, one of the robot handlers. Like you're going to be with the robots basically like as a pet. I have a, no, as a pet. I think you'll be a pet, dude. I've got to be honest. I don't think you're going to be like this confidant or this guy who's going to help them overthrow the humans. I'm going to be whipping people. That's all I know. I don't think you're going to be whipping people. I think you're going to step out and try. I have a a talent. (laughs) I I think you may think you have a talent, and I think you may end up on all fours getting whipped by a robot. No, dude. The robots aren't going to do the whipping because they don't have the passion. (laughs) I think the robots will do the whipping. They can just whip you. It won't be the same. It's not. <laughs> I'm you, it's one of those jobs. It's like it's like creative work. You can't replace that with a robot. So, the robots are going to be like, we need those humans to whip them because they're better at it. So you think these robots whip are it still good? S- That's what whipping's about. It's actually a song from the future. <laughs> about robots it's not turning robots. over the ability to whip people to people like you. Exactly. <laughs> the mean people who just wanted to overthrow everybody. I just want to whip people. You're Danny McBride, and this is the end. That's what you are. <laughs> you're the guy who's like, dude, let's yeah, just fucking- he made out okay. I mean- <laughs> You're the dude who's like, let's just go ahead and resort to he cannibalism. He made Tatum Chanum his bitch. Channing Tatum? Tatum Chanum Ch- <laughs> is not a guy. <laughs> you couldn't say it right either. Channing Tatum. Yeah, whatever. 
I just couldn't say tanning chain them. I can't wait till the robots have me whipped. <laughs> All right, so it's become painfully obvious that if there's ever this sort of AI revolution where they take over humanity and all that stuff, Kenny's going to do everything he can to try and join up with the robots. But I personally don't see any way possible he doesn't get killed within the first few minutes. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break. But when we get back, this week with DeBoss is back and Stephanie has some really ridiculous shit to say on her Facebook page and she wanted me to share it with you guys. So check it out. We'll be right back. The Epic Film Guys podcast is a film comedy podcast with two best friends celebrating everything we love about going to the movies. We've got great beer, amazing guests, and quirky characters unlike anything you've ever heard before. Well, I just assumed you were drinking that chocolate stout that you were going to make with the cheapest crap chocolate ice cream (laughs) in a Miller Lite. I remember being a young man and my mother telling me I didn't have a name because I was illegitimate. I don't know what that word means. (laughs) Subscribe to the Epic Film Guys on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you at the movies. It's all about money, boys! Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon. The fuck is a Patreon? As you can tell, he's very excited and so am I. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. It's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up, things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys, to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older. We've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them. But if you give us help, we're going to give you something right back. Things like shout outs from Kenny, stickers, t-shirts, exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash now now that I'm older and I'm going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. Look at you. What do you believe in, huh? What do you believe in? I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. We asked the man on the street what he thought about the After Movie Diner website and podcast, but sadly he had never heard of either and was on his way to the doctors to have a mole removed. Or it could have been a badger, he wasn't sure. It felt bigger than a mole. Also, he wasn't sure how it got up there in the first place. Anyway, we asked all the famous people, like Michael Ironside, Fred the Hammer Williamson, Ted Raimi, Barbara Crampton, Cynthia Rothrock and so on, that they've interviewed over there on the After Movie Diner website and podcast, what they thought about the After Movie Diner website and podcast. But most of them said that if we quoted them, we would be hearing from their comical southern lawyers complete with bow tie, meat gut and brow mopping hanker. So instead, we say who cares what anyone thinks of you after Movie Diner website and podcast. You are awesome just the way you are, so don't you go changing. If you want to see for yourself, go to AfterMovieDiner.com or find the After Movie Diner podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. The After Movie Diner, doing it their own way since 2011. Oh, good grief. Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time! Welcome to another installment of This Week with the Boss. Let's start by saying this is all in capital letters. 
to the snitch ass MF who called Cobb County and told them where James Blank was at. You're a fucking pussy ass bitch. And when we find out who the fuck you are, let's just say you will never wish you had. That's some foul ass dirty shit, point blank period. But if you thought by doing so that you was going to bring him down, then think again because that's not what you did at all. Because he was ready to do this. So the MF joke's on you, you fuckface. You ain't got to worry about karma getting your ass. That ass going to get got before karma even has the chance. Please believe that. Whatever, I do what I want. All right, so what do you want to talk about with hypocrites then? Fine. Our first recording topic is going to be hypocrites. This episode is brought to you by The Message, a new podcast series from GE Podcast Theater. What's happening here? Hi, Mickey Tomlin here, and I'm what the happened? host of The Message. Oh my God. What the hell message did we just get, Kenny? I don't know why, why you have to go on the website to record, but whatever. Going to what webs- website to record? I wasn't going onto a website to record. I was just bringing up, up a website. story that I had a different story for. Uh-huh. And then you said you wanted to talk about hypocrites. And then we were invaded by some sort of message. Can we get to the goddamn story? <laughs> You said you wanted to talk about hypocrites. You said sarcasm. the first thing we needed that, to talk about was, was hypocrites. And now it's you four, want to back four out. O'clock. Four o'clock. I understand it's four o'clock. You gave a topic. I was just trying to pursue it. You're being an ass. <sighs> okay. I'll be following a team. Here we go. <laughs> God damn it. The professionalism of, of now that I'm older. That's what we get. We're professional as shit around here. <laughs> you don't even know, okay? Oh, I know. I know plenty. <laughs> okay, so I'm flipping around uh, trying to find something to talk about with you today, and I wanted to find something that was kind of off the beaten path from what we usually talk about. And one of the things that I found involved near-death experiences. And I know you and I have a few shared near-death experiences a few times that we probably should have died. Um, uh, riding in the car with Shane gives you those. Dude, not even riding with me. Like most of my dear death experiences have had you at the wheel. Okay. And Adam oh. screaming in glee from the passenger seat. Those weren't near death. I was in complete control. No, no. There were plenty of times that the car slid that we almost We died. were supposed to slide. It's called a power slide. Around the corner at Milford Church Road when your car locked up and the accelerator just stuck. I handled it. Yeah, you handled it. We spun around a tree, ladies and gentlemen, like six Telephone times. Telephone pole, not a tree. Telephone pole, whatever. And the car died in the middle of someone's front yard on Halloween night. Like, should have died or gone to jail. Every single one of us in the car, like five people, should have gone to jail that night. We didn't. But somehow the car magically started up, and we drove away. Because we're awesome. Well, I'm awesome. Have you had any uh, near-death experiences that uh, didn't involve me? Uh... One of the several times they like shocked my heart to make it, you know, start back up again. Those, those were fun. Did you ever see anything during those times? Like, did you have any like epiphanies or anything like that? Like hospital lights. That's all you saw. There was no no bullshit. (laughs) There's no epiphany. There's just, oh, this is going to suck. So you're saying all those people who've had near death experiences when they've been shocked or they've been like in between life and death during those situations. You're saying that those there's all those, those are the are same people that those are the same people who freak out when they try acid. I guarantee. You. <laughs> those are the same people who just can't handle it. They just they can't they handle can't their handle their reality being right. altered. Correct. So you're saying they make up all those near death experiences where they talk to Jesus and like they see bright lights and all that stuff. Don't you, you didn't think see Jesus any of has better shit to do. <laughs> I mean, do you ever think that this may be a scary situation where no. he might have abandoned you if you're not seeing him and everybody else is? No, not really. That that thought has never crossed your mind. No. 
Okay. Um, that seems kind of dark. I gotta be honest. <laughs> Sometimes I saw, you know, like it get dark for a minute and then the hospital lights came back. It'd get dark for a minute and then the lights came back. Yeah. So you kind of just went to sleep for a second and then <laughs> that's back exactly up. what happens. And other people just embellish that shit. I uh, saw a white orb. No, nigga, your eyes were half closed. That's what the lights look like when your eyes are half closed. <laughs> I just can't believe that you're completely like denying the reality of thousands of people who have said that they've had these near death experiences uh, and they've seen of, angels. Shouldn't surprise and, you. Thousands of people are attention whores. So you think they're all just out for attention? Yes. Every fucking one of them. Well, the story... Or, I, or they're fucking nuts. One of the two. So all the stuff that we did when we um, we had our near-death experiences, whether you claim they were near-death or not, I definitely saw my life flash before my eyes a couple of times as we're hurling towards a fucking pylon behind a store at hundreds of miles an hour with a cart next to the car. I saw my life flash before my eyes a couple of times. That's weird. Um, you don't think that the possibility might have existed of something to have gone wrong. Uh, your accelerator locked up on you no, dude, I was, going around a corner. I was driving and I have like mad good driving skills. Okay. Napoleon dynamite. No, no, matter. no he could not drive anywhere near as good as me. Actually. No, but his, te- his special talent was drawing mythical creatures like ligers and, and shit like and that. Feeding llamas. Yeah. Named Tina. He was way better at feeding llamas named Tina than you are. Oh, I hate llamas, so I have no doubt. Exactly. So Napoleon Dynamite definitely outclasses you in the feeding llamas department. Congratulations, Napoleon. So as I was looking around trying to find stuff about near-death experiences, all of ours were relatively Hooligan based. <laughs> Definitely hooligan based. Getting, in, getting into uh, into little jokes and little things like that that we shouldn't have been doing at the age we were. Um, but all of it was relatively innocent. The article I found was astronauts relive near death experiences in space. That's odd. And it's odd. You don't think there's plenty of death to happen in space well, all I mean, the I damn just time? All that shit was so controlled. You know, we're not supposed to be there, though. They have a thing called mission control. (laughs) You think mission control is in control of everything? Isn't that the whole idea? (laughs) Like design of it? I mean, well, that's what's supposed to happen, but it's not always what goes on. I mean, you saw fucking Apollo 13. I mean, Houston, we have a problem. Shit goes wrong in space. I suppose. I saw fucking. Sorry um, about my sound being off, guys. I, I, I don't know why, but I finally fixed it. Good job, Kenny. Yeah, um, well, we're really professional here. Older <laughs> sounds better. Shut up and be happy, okay? I've seen plenty of movies where plenty of people have been in space, and don't something sound like I was way in the hallway. Now <laughs> I've seen plenty of movies though where some shit goes wrong in space all the goddamn time. Like, shit just went wrong on the soundboard. <laughs> like when they went ludicrous speed in Spaceballs. I mean, that obviously was something that can go wrong, no matter how controlled it is. They, that dude still ended up flying into the they're, front of the space. They're craft. making Spaceballs too. You know what it's called? The search for more money. Yeah. <laughs> Spaceballs 2 is the search for money. How are they going to do a Spaceballs 2, though? Like, think about that. The, it, Rick Moranis is not coming back. Actually, they say he might come back. Uh, I really hope he does, even if he's just a hologram. Um, they said it probably wouldn't be a big role, but they said they they probably could get him back for something small. I just it, – it just really makes me sad. John Candy's dead, so they're probably going to make a joke about him being put down. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, then again, though, dogs are only supposed to have a short lifespan anyway, so that's kind of explained I, away. I, I assume mean, that chick is alive because I haven't seen anything on TMZ about her dying. Her career is dead, but, you know. Well, I mean, uh, after what's-his-name went on to be the president in Independence Day, what did he really do after that? I mean, he Get hasn't paid. really – yeah, I mean, after that though, there I'd wasn't be one a of those lot. actors. If I was an actor, I would not be a. Ton- I would not be a. Uh, what's his name? 
Reverend uh, DiCaprio. I would not be a DiCaprio where I'm putting out two or three movies a year when I'm already rich. <laughs> He's doing it for the love of the game. At I, this I point, would totally though. be on my island going, no, you want me off this island? It's going to cost you 50 million. And then I'll read a script. <laughs> and I'm going to need uh, five million of that in cash. Yeah, up front, up, up front. front. <laughs> Bring it to the island. What do you need fifty million for? I really want you know a tribe of monkeys. I want a tribe of monkeys on my island. In fact, I want to make my island bigger. I'm actually com- looking to combine a couple of islands. I mean, Dubai did that. What? Dubai did that. They made a whole bunch of islands. Um, I, one day I dream of the ability to be able to make my own island. Um, the ability to own. You just need a bunch of sand. Apparently, <laughs> it's not that hard. Well, sand's actually not that expensive. If you go to Home Depot, they got that play sand. You, <laughs> I think you can need get. a little bit more than what they have at your average Home Depot retailer. Well, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if I had like five or six solid pallets of that sand, though, I'm willing to five bet or six get, pallets. Huh? I'm willing to bet I could get a pretty good island. Out maybe, of that. maybe in Lake Altoona. <laughs> actually, no, I don't think you can build an island with that much sand in Altoona, much less the ocean. I think I could, dude. I really do. Okay. I think that's uh, that's All the right. next thing. Now that I'm older, is going to sponsor is uh, me building my own island. So, okay. do you want to talk about these fucking astronauts and their near death experiences? Were they trying to build islands out of sand? I mean, <laughs> no, they were not trying to build islands out of retail sand. Okay, the whole so they weren't being so they weren't being foolhardy. So let's talk about what happened to them to make. Have near death life death experiences. Um, one of them talks that about how succinct. they that was great. I mean, that's that why really I do awesome. all the voiceovers for the show, right there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, one of the uh, the stories says that they were careening through at the atmosphere when their capsule took a very steep trajectory, causing them to experience. Oh, this to, is old school. If it's a capsule, up to twenty G's or twenty times their individual body weight of gravity coming right at them. Uh, you can't raise your hands at all, and it's even harder to breathe. 3G means exactly the same weight as yours, but it's like having three more people on top of you. Fuck them people. Get off me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just my thought is, okay, so you've studied your whole life. You're a pilot. You're a badass. You get into the astronaut program. They're like, this is going to be a simple thing. You fly this little capsule across the space, and everything's going to be happy and great. And then suddenly some shit goes wrong, and suddenly you're on like a fucking amusement park ride, and you're losing your stomach. And it's way more fucking hardcore than that because you can't even lift your hands to try and fix anything. Suddenly it's a Ridley Scott movie, and you're stuck right in the fucking middle of it. Dude, those are aliens busting out of people, not gravity. <laughs> well, that's how it always starts. Some sort of stupid shit this happens. more like a George Clooney movie or something. Ridley Scott, there'd be something like ripping out of somebody somewhere. Well, you don't know what's next after the fucking thing took a deep dive. Maybe it did that because the guidance system was fucked up from aliens chewing on it. I'm pretty sure that's not where the story's going, but go ahead. <laughs> I, you can't really tell me legitimately that that's not where the story's going because you don't know. positive. I must... Um, actually, what really happened with the story, um, they there was like a, a few hours where the actions of what happened on the thing is unaccounted for. <laughs> yeah. So in that time, there could have been aliens, but legitimately. In Shane's alternate universe, this is where the aliens happened. What li- what really actually happened is they landed like six miles off course and mm. they had to wait there for hours for the for the crew to come pick them up. But I'm convinced that there could have been aliens on the Those ship. Those weren't actually the, the astronauts. Those were the aliens. Maybe aliens attacked and infected the astronauts with lizard people, and those lizard people are now infecting the NASA program. Mm, that's it. That's why they faked the moon landing. You think that they faked the moon landing? No, I think people who think that are douchebags. You think people who think that the moon landing is fake? I think people who think the moon landing is fake, the people who think the Sandy Hook shooting is fake, or Sandy Hook shooting is fake, I think all the people who think 9-11 was a fucking conspiracy. Basically, if you listen to Alex Jones, you're a douche. 
(laughs) Shut up with all your stupid fucking conspiracy shit. Shut up. Every time something happens, don't immediately look to try and blame something that's not there to try and make it not real. Just just to make it easier to deal with, because that's not the way it works. Bad shit happens. And, you know, better actors. Yeah. No, no real children died. What? Um, Tell that to the fucking parents. Okay. I just, I, I, I shudder to think about a life where something terrible like that happened and you have to deal with somebody coming to you and saying, well, you don't know that it didn't happen. What? Do you know that it didn't happen? Or are you just a douchebag? Douchebag. What do you want from me? I said they're douchebags. I asked the question. I answered the question. Why are you so fucking off to start over here, dude? What's wrong with you? Told you I have a sinus infection. That doesn't... That, no, dude. You were fucking animated and fine just five minutes ago. We get in here on the microphone. You're like, I don't want to talk now. This is what I deal with, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> fucking criticism and unhappiness. This is what happens, Jack. I get over here, and Kenny's all, like, happy and joking and jovial. And then as soon as we turn the microphones on, he's like, oh, I'm fine. I, you asked the question. Are they douchebags or are they crazy? I said douchebags. Well. Hospital lights. <laughs> and so we come to the end of another fun-filled episode. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. I'm sorry. I'm, I've worked by a lot of hours for the week. Basically, my membership, I have to tell you to fuck yourself. Kenny, we still have more to record. You nope. can't just stop the show like this. You should have been more efficient with your recording choices, sir.